brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Some of Pro Wrestling's best podcasts are VIP exclusive, and you can go VIP and find out why we have been supported by paid subscribers for over 30 years with our exclusive top shelf content, including Pro Wrestling Torch senior columnist Bruce Mitchell with the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show. I usually host that program, although he has a variety of guest hosts with different themes and unmatched historical insight, but primarily providing insight and hard-hitting analysis and opinion opinion on what today's news means. Also, The Fix with Todd Martin. Every midweek, Todd and I sit down for two and a half, three and a half hours with analysis of the latest TV shows and major events from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and many others. Plus, he'll keep you up to date on what just happened in the world of MMA, USC, Bellator, and more, and what's coming up the following weekend. Plus, book reviews, reviews of documentaries, and so much more comprehensive coverage of the worldwide pro wrestling scene. And then the unmatched mailbag segment. This is one of the highlights of the week in the pro wrestling podcast world. I know I sound like I'm exaggerating, but this is great stuff. The fixed listeners provide fantastic questions, and Todd delivers every week. You will learn, you will think, and you will appreciate professional wrestling on another level when you go VIP. And that includes Bruce and Todd joining me for post-pay-per-view roundtables following WWE and AEW pay-per-view events where we spend roughly an hour, sometimes longer, breaking down the pay-per-view. As soon as it ends, we are recording that podcast, and within about 90 minutes, it's available for VIP members on our VIP-exclusive podcast feed. All the VIP shows are available on popular podcast apps on both iPhone and Android. No ads, no plugs on the VIP exclusives, and we remove the plugs and ads from the free shows that also show up on the VIP podcast feed sometimes sooner then the general public has access to them. That's just scratching the surface. Go check out full details on VIP benefits, including retro radio shows from the early to late 1990s, our podcast dating back to the mid-2000s, back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, over 1,600 of them, and so much more. Full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Join the ranks of the most well-informed and most entertained pro wrestling fans with the best podcast lineup anywhere. 
go VIP and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed also. A huge bonus. PWTorchVIPinfo.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for the weekly flagship, talking current events in pro wrestling. Jason, is there something going on the first Wednesday of May that I didn't know about that caused AEW and especially NXT to just load up the lineup? I mean, I know there's going to be an ebb and flow to, you know, the lineups, and I know AEW happens to be live for the first time in several weeks next week, so, and they're feeling more comfortable having more of the wrestlers there, um, but NXT uh, is, I mean, two title matches, plus the, the Gargano, uh, Dom, Dominic Dijakovic match, and the uh, debut of, of, how do I say it, um, Killer Cross, what's it, uh, Kyrian? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I go with carry on because I'm a football fan and there's a running back named carry on Johnson that plays for the Lions. Plus, then you can say carry on my wayward son and make that joke and run it into the ground. Dijakovic, Dijakovic, who knows? So we can we can call it two ways for I think we have like a three week window to get it wrong before people can get mad at us. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. So that is a I mean, that's a big, big, uh, big battle next Wednesday. Um, I think we're going to get ratings here as we're recording the flagship any moment. So that'll kind of help frame the discussion. And we'll jump in with that when the time comes. But what? Uh, oh, speaking of which, they just arrived. Let's look at Ooh. this. Um, AEW down from last week, but up from the week before with 693,000 total viewers. NXT down for the fourth straight week. To 637,000 last week, 665, the week before, 694. Um, so AEW with its second victory in a row in total viewership for same night live in DVR. Um, and d- the, d- dominated again in the demographics by a similar margin. Um, and 18 to 34.16 to 0.09. Uh, all adults 18 to 49.27 for AEW, 0.16. For NXT. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised by that. Um, I, I thought that AEW delivered a good show with the, with the semifinals of the, uh, of the TNT Championship Tournament. And NXT put on a good show but didn't have quite the hook. So if there is an ebb and flow tied to that, and some might argue there's not a great tie to it, um, unless it's just a big deal like the Survivor Series hype or that big go home, or not the the big mid December show NXT did where they kind of turned the tables briefly. Um, I'd say that's that's 
that's a pretty normal, predictable uh, viewership number, Jason, to which I throw to you. Um, I, I, do you think NXT's lineup next week is enough to flip the viewership in their favor again with the gap being only about 55,000 this week? I don't. I, I don't think it's a, a loaded show. It, I mean, it, it's it's not bad, but the two title matches. Jason, were very, Jason, I'm sorry, yeah. but my my I framed this as next Wednesday is a big next Wednesday is a big deal. I'd like you to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't undercut that by saying it's not a good line. No, go ahead, explain yourself. I'm just joking. It, it's not a bad lineup. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. It, you know, it sounds impressive. Two title matches, and one of them's the NXT Championship. But Charlotte is a new champion, and and it's kind of hard to believe that they're just going to turn around and, and change the title. Doesn't mean it's going to be a bad match for the Yoshirai. I'm looking forward to the match. And I just don't think the Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream feud has clicked. So it's not a bad lineup. It just, to me, it's it's not as impressive as, hey, two title matches sounds, um, just without knowing what those matches are. And then with AEW being live, coming off of a, a, a pretty damn good show last night, um, I, I think, and NXT was a good show as well, uh, but I, I, I guess I'll be surprised if this is going to be enough for NXT to, uh, top, to top AEW next week. Um, I, John Moxley returning live after driving across the country with his dogs and Metallica CDs. Love that. <laughs> um, and, Which and, Metallica CDs? I need to know. Are we talking old school ooh. or some of the, you know, the, like the, the Black Album is very polarizing. It was their biggest commercial success. I I tend to like it, but anything that's come after it, it 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 shouldn't be in his car in a CD form. It just shouldn't. They shouldn't even make those CDs. You should have to download those, and yeah. and that's it. And, and all the old stuff. I'm totally with him. It should be on CD. <laughs> yes. Um. I, although, can you get a CD repair, a car repair, like of your CD player these days, or if they all? Oh God, I hope I never have to find out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll break in here and we'll set the table. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, our Thursday flagship edition for April 30th, 2020. Thanks for downloading or streaming today's show. We appreciate your support. And I am Wade Keller, host of the program. I am joined by Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net. You can follow me on Twitter at TheWadeKeller. You can follow Jason at ProWrestlingNet. And his website is ProWrestling.net. And you can also follow my TV reports and many of our team's reports, editorials, news updates, and other coverage, along with links to all of our podcasts on our main website, pwtorch.com. So be sure you're checking out both websites, pwtorch.com and prowrestling.net, mobile and desktop, on a daily basis. And you can hear from uh, Jason and me and our teams to keep you up to date on what's going on in professional wrestling. We had a lot of talk about today, but Jason, first I want to give you an early chance here to go more in-depth on plugging your website and your podcast and talk about who your guests have been. Absolutely. The Pro Wrestling Boom podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere else. Uh, this week's guest is former WWE creative team member and current Ring of Honor creative team member, Kevin Eck, joining me to discuss the new ROH Strong podcast. Uh, really good conversation with Kevin. He tells some fun stories about daring to, you know, cough in front of Vince McMahon and how that uh, went down. And uh, just some of the drama of the WWE creative team, along with uh, looking at how things go in Ring of Honor. Last week's guest was good old JR. Jim Ross joined me, and uh, we had a really good talk uh, always good to catch up with Jim Ross, and uh, th this was uh, a really good one. So check that out. Free podcast usually comes out on Wednesdays. So, uh, again, it's uh, Pro Wrestling Boom. Just do a search. Wherever you get your podcast should pop right up. And then as far as the website is concerned, it is ProWrestling.net. 
Uh, I'm updating uh, whenever there's news these days. Uh, and, uh, hey, there's actually been a lot more than I think we anticipated. So that's the good thing. Also, a live coverage of Raw, AEW, NXT, and SmackDown, along with all the major pay-per-view events. And if you are so inclined, you can uh, sign up for ad-free access and enjoy a ton of extra audio content. Uh, we do audio reviews of all the major television shows and pay-per-views. We also have my Q&A audio show on a weekly basis. And uh, also uh, the Dine Weekly Audio Show, where Jake Barnett and I get together and break down all the news of the week and sometimes include some first-run nuggets as well. Uh, so if you're interested in membership, very simple. Visit pwmembership.net. That's pwmembership.net. And if you'd like to ask me about anything related to this or anything else, follow me on Twitter at ProWrestlingNet. That's at ProWrestlingNet. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, so so besides uh, uh, Moxley appearing, he's wrestling Kazarian. 
Um, I I was just thinking earlier today how not having Moxley there all the time, it, it's there's a there's this balance between overexposing him and making him seem like just another guy versus having him be the absentee champion who gets the Brock Lesnar reputation for not being around defending the title. Um, I think this is sort of the sweet spot. I think he's been gone. You know, he's been appearing on TV in video segments. But in terms of having a match, I think they picked the right opponent. I think it can be a good match. And it's a chance for Moxley to have, you know, it's not in front of a crowd, which he'd prefer. But he'll be in front of, you know, a dozen wrestlers. I, I think that's a good use of John Moxley. And I assume that match is, is setting up an angle that will start to get us, give us an idea of what Double or Nothing's going to be. So I think that match makes sense to have. I'm all lukewarm on the match. I mean, I think it will be a good match. They're both good wrestlers. I, but it's the, the AEW champion in a non-title match against a guy who's mostly in tag team matches. And they're both baby faces. So it, it doesn't jump out at me as, as must-see, Other, you know, aside from just I enjoy watching John Moxley matches. I, I, so I think there were better opponents, obviously bigger opponents, but you don't want to just give everything away on TV. But um, I think part of the appeal of next week's show for AEW is just seeing who's actually going to be there. You know, we've kind of had this skeleton crew for a while now, and so it's going to be nice just to see some different faces beyond what's been advertised so far. Yes, I, I agree with that. And, and you know, just MJF coming back, they've advertised. So he'll be there in person. We'll see how that hangnail is doing. Um, and uh, Strongest nails in the world. Yes, from a male doctor, the best in his field. Um, sounded like he was spoofing Donald Trump and his doctor a little bit. I wasn't sure if that was an accident or, or what. <laughs> um, but it, it did kind of sound like he was reading one of those uh, statements. Uh, what is his injury now? I'm, all, I'm drawing a blank. What was his new injury? Uh, he nicked his neck. Oh, that's right. Yes. Harrys.com slash Wade if you'd like to get a reliable razor uh, uh, gift set for free. Just throwing that oh, out there. Nice. Um, what, what is that? I, I missed it. Harrys.com slash Wade. And, and you can do that too, Jason. But MJF, um, if you're listening, I'd recommend that. There's a sponsorship opportunity there, but get your free set. It's, it, uh, I, I, I very much believe in Harry's razors. Um, and then uh, Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy against Lay Sex Gods, Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a street fight. So Kenny and Hardy teaming up, that's, like, intriguing. Um, yes. And I think in real life, Kenny's the weirder dude. <laughs> but on TV, I think Matt Hardy <laughs> will be. I agree. I was actually thinking something along those lines when he, when he, before yeah. he said that. Yeah, um, yeah Kenny, I, I, does it, I mean, does this mean Adam Page isn't going to be there again? I, I, I don't want to read too much into it, but... They yeah. are the tag team champions, and it, it seems kind of strange. But maybe it'll, maybe that's just it. Maybe it'll play out in a storyline. It could, and, and it could be they're doing very limited fly-ins or long drive-ins, um, and that they're just going to pick their spots. But I mean, it, Adam Page had momentum, and if he is, and he has, has he been in? How often has he been in the like the being the elite and the supporting videos? I, oh, I, I've watched man. them. I've watched I've watched some of them, and then I've read PWTorch.com's reports on them. I, nothing's jumping to mind that he's been participating. No, I, I think you're right. I, I don't, and I'm trying to think of the last time we saw him on AEW television. Was it Jacksonville, maybe? Because he yeah. certainly wasn't at the, at the Norcross table. No, no, he wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, in a way, like, you don't want to mess up what you were doing by just sort of wedging a, a, a different storyline in just to get him on TV, because frankly, it's not that important. He's on TV in the big picture. You need Moxley on TV, and you need. A half a dozen guys at Page's level on TV, but it can be any half dozen. It doesn't have to be him. And maybe they're just at a point where they don't want him around until they're ready to really do a big angle with him. That might be him making a surprise appearance next Wednesday. 
Um, maybe he interjects himself in the Moxley Cavs match. He ends up Moxley's opponent or something. I don't know. Um, or they might wait a week or two. Because I think they have three shows before Double or Nothing to work with to build a pay-per-view up. Well, who do you, th- uh, um, who, who do you think Moxley's pay-per-view opponent will be? I, I mean, do they go back to Jericho? It, it They really haven't built anyone up in a no. way. And, I, you know, I certainly understand the circumstances, but... I, because you haven't built anyone up, it almost makes sense to go right back to that, uh, even if you weren't planning that already. Am, am I missing anyone that just kind of stands out as well? I mean, you, I guess you could go with the Brody Lee. It just kind of feels premature. Everything feels premature because nothing is set up unless they did a Hager rematch. But when you do a, the greatest empty arena brawl of all time, it's hard to top that unless you add some sort of stipulation. So I'm intrigued. <laughs> I am. I'm intrigued by that. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know who uh but i mean they have three shows to to do it i assume he'll be defending the title and i'm kind of, like i said i'm kind of thinking the kaz match is the kazarian match is a way to just set that up um i mean they it depends on how they feel about double or nothing and not having a crowd and if they want to continue on with the pace of storylines as they would do them anyway or pull back a little bit so that you can wait till you have crowds and so possibly with a scorpio sky profile pieces the last two weeks are they setting something up where Sky would earn a title shot against Moxie, kind of face-face, and just have it not be the main thing that draws on that pay-per-view, but kind of a feel-good match with a clash of styles. I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing here because that's the only guy who's talking about wanting, or the only guy who's talking about the world title right now. Yeah, and I really like Scorpio Sky. I, I just have a feeling it would be a little too similar to what they did with him and Chris Jericho or just be kind of a one-off and and nothing would really come of it and he'd just go right back to the same place he was so i'm hoping with whatever they're doing with scorpio it's it's more long term that this is kind of the beginning of a singles push for him and not just well we don't have anybody else let's rush him into this title match again and 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 i bring up sky because one moxley's facing one of his scu cohorts and two they did the mm-hmm. profile pieces which feel a little out and out of just kind of out of the blue but a lot of things are out of the blue right now cuz they're just trying to you know get people on tv from the west coast um, who weren't at the tapings and keep them visible. And what are you going to do with Sky other than introduce them? So you can look at it two ways. They might have done that anyway. But you could have a sort of what feels like a one-off face-face matchup um, with Moxley and Sky that actually leads to Sky breaking up with SCU because they inter- their interference backfires. He goes heel, they go heel. You could do some sort of angle um, coming out of it that would make the match make more sense. So again, if we're just looking for tea leaves to read, Moxley facing Kaz feels kind of random, and Sky talking about feeling comfortable world title matches feels sort of random, and they're all part of the same group. So we'll see. You know, I'm 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 really curious how May shapes up now that AEW can at least do fresh tapings um, and and build up some matches. If they if if Tony Khan had to stretch out those Norcross tapings, which he said he could do if he needed to, I, I don't know how he would have built a pay per view. I mean, that would have been difficult. Right, and, and it did seem like that was the, the main, the, the two semifinal matches we saw. I wonder if the, the original plan was we're going to run them different weeks because right. you saw Brandy change outfits. Brandy wasn't selling the injury that she suffered earlier in the show. Oh, good observation, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I do wonder if that was kind of the, 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 the original plan. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't know why they're doing dark at this point. They're just kind of doing these very brief phoned-in episodes. And so they could have, if they felt like they needed to, could have taken some of that and just added it to Dynamite, and that would have extended that a little bit. Um, I mean, you can you can keep doing Dark, but it, it just 
I don't know. It, it doesn't. I think people would understand if you said we're not going to do it for the time being yeah. and accept that. I think it's almost better than just putting out this very third-rate product that they are on Tuesday nights. I know. I know. We're about to go to another commercial break. Why are you listening to commercial breaks? Why deal with these interruptions when you can become a VIP member, support the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, the PW Torch Daily Casts, and the entire team and everything that we do, and get a ton in return for your membership by becoming a VIP member. Go to pwtorchvipinfo.com for full details, 30-plus years of archives of podcasts, retro radio shows, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, a fascinating march through our coverage of wrestling history, and so much more, including... Ad-free versions of the Wade Keller podcast, Wade Keller post shows, and PW Torch daily casts, and several exclusive VIP podcasts just about every day. Dozens of VIP exclusive podcasts that you're not hearing because you're not a VIP member. So go VIP, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Subscribe to our VIP podcast feed and listen in a streamlined way with no interruptions to all of our podcasts. Again, that's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With uh, the, the pay-per-view lineup, I mean, is there are there any matches we know? Like, is, is Jericho... Just the, what? Just the, uh, the the finals of the tournament with right. Cody and Art. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely that. And, and it's good to know. And that can headline, actually. I mean, I think that's... Uh, you know, I want to get into that tournament help win in a second. Um, but, uh, do you think they do Jericho Hardy in a cinematic one-on-one match or they do, do they do Hardy Sammy Guevara in a cinematic, um, uh, broken universe, uh, match or do they do that on dynamite first and it leads to Jericho at the pay-per-view? Ooh, I hadn't thought much of that. Um, Hmm. I, I, I guess either way would be fine. I hate to give you, be non-committal yeah. about it, but I, I think you can, Sammy has been, more of a setup guy than I would like. He's he's taken more losses than I like than than I think a guy who is a really good pest heel should take. But so they clearly don't mind kind of putting him in that role. And so why not try to get both? It's not going to have the appeal on paper of Hardy against Jericho. But if you have enough going on elsewhere on the show, I think you can easily do Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara and have a lot of fun with it. I do too. I do too. Um, what do you what do you think of the uh, bubbly bunch this week with the virtual, um, virtual uh, 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 punches and and striking with various objects and then someone uh, virtually selling it and then returning the favor and having some celebrity cameos mixed in? 
Yeah, so I'm of two minds on this because I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I've watched both of the stay-at-home editions of Saturday Night Live, and, and I thought this was actually more entertaining than a lot of the skits they've had on there. I mean, I know they're doing their best, but um, I, I did get a kick out of it. I liked a lot of the celebrities they had on there. Yay, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses. That made my day. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Lou Ferrigno. How can you not like that? Um, but they're heels. The, the the inner circle are heels. They've been the funniest and most entertaining guys on this show uh, from the Norcross tapings. And I just feel like they're getting a little too cutesy. And, and hey, it's really tough to make entertaining television. So I'm, I'm giving them a little bit of leeway right now. I, I So I enjoyed that. It was funny, but enough. Now it's time to get back into these guys being all out heels and, and going after heat rather than laughs. We've just seen a little bit too much of them. I, I do have confidence in, in Chris Jericho to be able to flip that switch, um, but it needs to happen right away with the pay-per-view uh, coming up now, what, three weeks away, I think you said? Yeah, I I with I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I thought it was well done. I thought this was the best of the three. Um, it's the type of thing that, you know, is going to inspire uh, kids to emulate, um, if not bored adults, uh, and do their own version of it. I, I, you know, yeah, Santana and Ortiz are hardly scary, you know, scary heavies these days. They're co- comedic figures. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, and Sammy, Sammy, Sammy's super talented. This fits his character more than, and the, than the others in terms of his place on the card and all that. Um, Jericho, I just think, is at a point where I understand the argument that, you know, you want him to be booed because he's a heel. And I think the only way to make that work is to have the sophisticated AEW audience play along and make sure he's matched up against a babyface you've done a good job with. And then I think fans will cheer the babyface and have fun booing Jericho for the sport of it, not because they don't respect and like him, but because it's the role he's in. And I think we almost are with AEW especially because they just – I mean, their target market is not children. Um, and WWE does try to, you know, have this broad swath of people who are, you know, the kids going crazy for Lucha House Party, even though they never win. You know, I mean, I have that image at house shows. And it's just like the kids love Lucha House Party. It's like they never won. And the kids didn't care. That's not the business AEW's in. Um, and so I think you can get away with having Jericho in sort of a meta sense be a heel where the fans sort of boo, but they're smiling and enjoying and respecting him. And get away with it. Now, you don't want a whole roster full of that, and you only do it for a very special circumstance where someone's just so... He's so valuable doing what he does, the way he does it, from an entertainment standpoint. I don't think you sacrifice that in order to battle that headwind of trying to get fans to actually not respect and like him and boo him genuinely. Save that for plenty of other heels. Um, so I, I just think these are, these are special times and, and you've, you've kind of qualified some of your statements too, in that way, they're working under different circumstances. And I just don't think it's fair to apply the exact same rules we would if this was, you know, six months ago in terms of how they're presenting them. I might have a different, a different approach to analyzing this, although I might come to the same conclusion, um, if, if Jericho was as good and entertaining as he has been playing this role and he still is. He's not babyface. I mean, he'll put over somebody and then he go, but I hate him anyway. You know, I mean, he always right. finds a way to add that. And the bubbly bunch stuff, there's a way to take that self-indulgent, aren't we just, we're just, you You want to watch us even though we're wasting your time because we're that special. I mean, you can get heel heat out of it, but the key is just make sure he's matched against wrestlers who people like, you know, and don't put a Roman Reigns or John Cena out there, put a, a Matt Hardy or John Moxie out there and I think he'll be fine. I think he will. I, I also kind of felt like, okay, yes, this was 
probably a Jericho production. You know, he has Duff McKagan on his podcast telling a joke every every episode. Um, he's friends with uh, Kevin Smith and, and so Jay and Silent Bob. So I get that he was probably the guy that got a lot of these celebrities involved. Did he have to be featured in this? Could he have said, hey, I have a great idea. Why don't we do this with the elite members instead? Because they're the baby faces. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 could have. Because, I mean, it was just gregarious fun with people that you're expected to boo next time you buy tickets. Although, yeah. I mean, I think the argument they're making is, you know, I, one, it's just it's a way to get Jericho on. Jericho and his guys on TV as a group, even if they're not together. And you can argue, well, that's not important right now, especially when Hangman Page isn't on TV, for instance. Um, and the Bucks hardly are. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that would have been a way to get Adam Page and the Bucks and Kenny on TV. But then do you want those guys goofing off like this? Uh, or could that backfire? Um, I mean, there's some people who don't like the Bubbly Bunch at all because they think it's just a stupid waste of time. And it's not funny. And I think, you know, there, you, can, you can look at it as that's the intent is entertain people, but make them a little angry that you were subjected to it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they're down on with it. I get a kick out of most of what they've done so far with this. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's just unique times. And if you can entertain people and get away from the mostly empty venue setting for a little bit, I, I think it's a good thing. And I think AEW has done a really good job with that um, overall, uh, even some of this. But it is kind of it's not just inner circle either. I'm finding humor in what MJF says. He seemed to be going for more comedy than he is for heat right now. And and I think you can even say the same for Britt Baker, maybe not to the, to the same degree. But, but you know, it, again, I'm enjoying all those segments. So I do want to see them, especially with the pay-per-view coming up, kind of get back into going for heat with the heels. But I can't fault them for taking the approach they have, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. This show, the podcast, have our blue logo. The Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows have our red logo. Just search Wade Keller and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and click subscribe to the red logo and you can download our Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and sometimes NXT post shows. I'm joined by a co-host to add a different perspective to the analysis for the show where we talk to live callers, on-site correspondents who are in the building who tell us what did not air on TV, and we also answer mailbag questions. Those shows are available for download within a few hours after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. So there's a fast turnaround to get your fix. So check it out. That's the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. Just search Wade Keller. You can also stream the show live at wadekellerpostshow.com about five minutes after the show's end on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As far as uh, AEW and the presentation goes, have you uh, almost got to the point where you just sort of accept that this is how the shows look and you're not really thinking about it? And, and, and the wrestlers at ringside adding just enough of that, that feedback to what's happening in the ring to not remind you there isn't anybody there one of the dumbest things that wwe has done in a long time is had stephanie mcmahon go out there and make that comment uh, without mentioning AEW by name but just mocking the idea of having wrestlers at ringside AEW hasn't been perfect with it they could stand further apart we don't need the wrestlers who are in the match going up and getting right in the faces of the others but it is making their shows so much more watchable it is noticeable for me wade when i watch AEW Dynamite Live, then I record the audio, and then I turn on NXT, and it's just like this letdown there because you don't have that same atmosphere. It's not ideal, but I mean, I, I was disappointed that Impact decided to follow WWE's lead and have nobody out there either. And and I've had people trying to defend WWE for this, and well, it's, it's technically against the rules. and all, Like, number one, they don't care. Well, let's stop pretending. Yes, they're taking precautions that they have to, and that's good, but okay, you have Jerry Lawler out there. You have a three-man broadcast team on Raw all the time. You could put them backstage, and that's three more people that you would be allowed to have out there then. Um, I mean, there's just, they could be doing this, but I think they're afraid that, well, now that we had Stephanie make this comment, we're going to look bad. Look bad, because your television show is is suffering because of this stupidity and this stubbornness. It, it, I, they, do, they have put themselves in a tough spot. I mean, why, I thought the same thing. Like, why would you corner put yourself in this, paint yourself in the corner where you can't do something that you might that might be the most viable way to get some of that crowd energy in, in, on your shows? And um, I, what there's a sports league that's looking at uh, Sky Sports is considering CGI fans to replace empty seats if football soccer returns uh, without crowds. Do you think, or have you heard if WWE is looking into that at all? And how would you feel about that? You know, didn't they talk about, I, th- I thought there was some speculation more than they talked about it. They have some kind of something at the performance center that they thought might allow them to, to try that. I can't say I really want to see it. I mean, okay, in, in a twisted way I do, because I, I and I also want Roman Reigns to return just to hear how loud his cheers would be if it were left up to them. Um, I, I don't think it's necessary. I, I feel like they... I mean, if, if it could be done seamlessly, great. I don't. I just don't think it can be. Um, a little bit of audio noise, just um, 
not even like the cheering, but just something might add to the atmosphere a little bit, just kind of the, the noise you would hear if there was no cheering going on or something. Um, you know, every there's there's always a little bit of a, a noise there when when there's a, when there's fans present, even if they're not cheering or booing at the time. That could help uh, without it feeling like you're forcing who's being cheered and who's being booed. Uh, I, I I tell you, I think the biggest mistake that everybody is making is ducking the reality of the world. Pretending like, you know, let, let's not let's not mention COVID. Let's not say coronavirus. You know that, that there's this list, clearly, that they don't want to, to have the words mentioned. And yes, wrestling is an escape for some people. But it also, it almost comes off as just, I don't know if disingenuous is the right word. But I, I think you're missing out on an opportunity to connect with your audience. Uh, you know, when I watched the NFL draft, they didn't have a problem mentioning it. I mean, they, they may have been a little creative with their wording, but they were also plugging charitable efforts, which is something that I'm surprised no one in wrestling um, has done as far as like national television is concerned, um, especially with, you know, Stephanie's past comments. It feels like pick on Stephanie Day. I really don't mean for it to, but um, you would think they'd be doing something like that. Um, but just having their talents, you know, Drew McIntyre has kind of hinted at it, and I think that's helped him. Um, you come off as real. You don't come off as, oh, we're just pretending nothing's going on. It, it, to me, it doesn't feel genuine when nobody can stop to acknowledge the reality of it. I don't need three hours of it on Monday discussion, but if there's a, if it makes sense for someone to mention it in their promo, don't dance around it. Let's just, you know, let's be real. I mean, this is reality and everybody knows it. And when you act like nothing to see here, business as usual, Again, there's a disconnect for me as a viewer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the CGI would be difficult to pull up, pull off for pro wrestling. I think it's different in a soccer match where, you know, you can just sort of hit, you know, CGI the fans in and have just kind of a general buzz because soccer is different. Pro wrestling, you would have to have your hand on the volume button constantly in a way that would not feel natural. And all that said, WWE did that in the ni- in the mid '80s with their syndicated TV. They sweetened the sound, yeah. and to a you know to a to my ear, it was often obvious. Um, WCW did it too, and they were less sophisticated about it, and it was even more obvious. So. This idea and, that and Impact has done it in recent years too. Yeah, so it's not like there's some purity thing that you can't violate. So you know, the longer this goes, uh, and I have no idea if there's no crowds for nine months, or we get to the point where you can have at least 250 fans in place starting in July. Oh, hell, Florida will have them there by the weekend. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, if, if there's Trump rallies, it's going to be hard to argue that pro wrestling promoters shouldn't 
be able to do it. Now, the question is, how many people are going to want to? And some are going to want to, depending on their news source, depending on their tolerance for risk, depending on if they have any health concerns themselves or relatives that they're worried about. I mean, all kinds of things factor into that. And I get that. Some people are like, I'm going to go mentally insane if I don't just get out and do something. Um, and I'm willing to take that chance. Um, but then you, you know, require masks like Home Depot's requiring of all customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so much to, t- to, there's so much to take into account. I don't have any answers, but if it's like, you know, four, six, nine months before there's live crowds again, I mean, I, I would think WWE would consider that, especially with ratings dropping lately, and they have been, Jason. Wow. They have. And the, the scary thing, is, I don't see them doing anything to fix it. I don't see them making any changes. They just keep presenting the same type of product. I, I mean, Vince has talked about we're going to do more mini-movies. Well, great. That, that'll be a pay-per-view thing. Um, and, and I think it makes sense. It turns Money in the Bank into a spectacle that it, that it normally isn't. Uh, even though I'm down on the cinematic approach, I, I still find myself very curious to see what they do. But he also talked about, oh, what was the other thing? Um, more character profile pieces. And, and I'm all for that. But I think they're kind of taking a lazy approach. And and I think I probably even said, you know, you can repurpose some of that stuff you're doing on the network. They are. But I, not. I, I, I'd actually like to see them put the work in. And you can do some of that. But I think you can do other things that that are specific to your show, um, do more sit-down interview type thing. I, I just think there's a lot of different approaches they could be trying. And instead, when I watch Raw and SmackDown especially, I don't see any real attempts. It, it, do you feel, Wade, that what we saw Friday and Monday is very different? than what we saw the first week when they had to go to the empty venue setting. To me, it's all very similar. I think it's different enough to say it's different because they're not lighting up a bunch of empty seats. Yeah, that was a switch they made that was for the better, for sure. And that drove, I mean, that drove me nuts. I mean, I, and and I get, I mean, it was like, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to second guess decisions under that, under the duress and and all that. Um, But I would have second guessed them if they hadn't switched it by now. And they have, um, but no, beyond that, I mean, they might be tweaking some of the camera angles, you know, whether they are, you know, t- aiming, you know, like I know on NXT last night, there's kind of an aerial shot of the entrance stage that was a little tighter. I think they've they've learned that it's probably better to not highlight how big the venue is if it's completely empty. Um, and, and so, I mean, in other words, I think they're doing some small things to adjust as they go, but not as much as I thought. I believe viewers would be very flexible. Um, and, and accommodating or whatever the word would be for for changes that don't work. Like, I just think there's a lot of latitude right now with viewers going, oh, they tried something new. I didn't like that. But, you know, they tried it. And that's okay. As long as in three weeks, we're not still talking about it. And I just see WWE as sort of like settling into, well, we're just going to do it this way. And there's not a lot of creativity. Uh, and, and anything you would say is, you know, particularly experimental. Whereas AEW has done more experimental things again not crazy over the top but certainly having rushed at ringside which we already talked about stephanie ruining uh but you know some of the video features that they've done have been more elaborate WWE, the big thing WWE did is they moved away from the best of matches that at first had some traction and then lost traction after a couple of weeks yeah and, and i i just see this too many of the same mistakes being made monday a 25 minute six-man tag with nothing at stake come on that that's how you're starting your show I don't want to see that in normal times. It's time filler in normal times, and you're opening your show basically with that. It, it, that's too much. 
I going back to what I was saying about being real about things. How do you not interview Roman Reigns, even if it's via Skype? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, we watched an entire NFL draft that was done via Skype, and, and it went – I personally enjoyed it a lot more than I would in normal years because they got rid of a lot of the, the fluff that goes along with it. Now, you know, more casual NFL fan may feel differently, but, it, I mean, they're not afraid to address it. Uh, I mean, how do you not sit Roman down or anyone who has opted out just to keep them fresh in the minds of viewers – and talk to them about things and you can dance around whatever you want to but i i think people are used to seeing all these skype shots if they're watching the news or just anything these days and we're getting so little of it from wwe i'm not saying it's going to turn around their ratings but it is another solution to keep kind of again pulling away from that same drab shot of the empty venue that, that we get way too much especially on raw for that three hours uh, you know, they did a yeah. little bit with uh, when New Day won the tag titles. I, I think that was a rare example of, of of a couple of brief Skype shots. And now, you know, I mean, with these shows being going back to being taped again, you don't have to worry about okay, what if the feed is bad? Well, now if, if it's bad, you just okay, we'll try again later. You know, it's not a big deal. You can insert. You you can you have time to get that right. I would really like to see them make that switch, make Roman Reigns feel more human. Um, by having him talk about his his situation, why he's not there, um, how difficult it was for him to give up that WrestleMania title match. Uh, little things like that yeah. would go a long way to give him a boost and also just to make the shows better. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audible is offering listeners of this podcast a free edition of Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat, or for that matter, any book title of your choosing in their vast collection of thousands and thousands of books if you go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. That's right. Jim Ross's Under the Black Hat came out just a couple weeks ago, available to you right now for free. In his new book, he goes into uh, detail that I haven't heard before. There's one point pretty early in the book where he says, I'd call it the damn Flair versus Steamboat trilogy, and now I was trying to get punch holes to line up in the stupid paper on my stupid desk. I wanted to be on the front lines, not behind a desk. Go check out the new Jim Ross memoir of his time in WWE with some great stories from years and years ago and more recently. That's under the black hat at audible.com slash PWTorch. Now, it's not just pro wrestling books, and it's not just books. Audible is much more than audiobooks. They have podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performance, A-list comedy, and exclusive Audible originals you won't find anywhere else. There are 
thousands of titles. In fact, if you listen to everything on Audible, you'd be listening for more than three centuries to catch up. Of course, you could dial up your narration speed and maybe cut it down to a century and a half. Anyway, Audible helps people get more stories and information through the gift of found time. It allows people to listen while commuting, cooking, exercising, gardening, or relaxing at home. A recent Pew study found that 27% of adults say they haven't read a single book in the past year, up from 19% in 2011. Lack of time being the main reason. So why not listen to your books and then you can, you know, tell your friends how many books you read this year. One of the non-wrestling titles I'm listening to right now is Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow about the Harvey Weinstein situation. And uh, it's a fascinating look behind the scenes at uh, power and corruption and denial um, within a news organization and the frustration that he had within NBC News trying to get uh, this story out. It's it's a well-told story. It's fascinating and uh, kind of chilling. Also, I'm uh, listening to an Alfred Hitchcock biography. I've been watching some old Alfred Hitchcock movies in recent weeks as I've had more time at home and less time away from home, and I wanted to learn more about him and the movies he made. Whatever interests you this month, uh, Audible's got a book that will let you do a deep dive into it or just be entertained and escape. So again, go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. And that's important for a lot of people right now. We're living in a time right now where there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of routines that have been broken, and it can shake us up a little bit. Some guided meditation might help. This might be the time to uh, check that out, and Audible is a way to do that. So go to audible.com slash Wade or text Wade to 500-500. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I think, continues to be uh, one of the highlights of this situation. You know, we talk about Agreed. Roman and having him on the show. I mean, I'll defend WWE slightly in this regard, which is if Roman's going to be gone for a while until there's a vaccine, you might not want to focus on him. You know, you might want to shift away. Now, would I be in favor of having more of a more of a respectful relationship with your audience that you let them know, hey, this match we've been advertising for a month, Roman Reigns and a co-headline of WrestleMania, this guy we've been pushing for five plus years is the the guy, the the big dog. We're we're going to actually acknowledge that he existed and tell you at least in passing you know, a 15-second segment um, saying, you know, as you know, Roman's been on a on quite a journey, and he walked away from wrestling to get treated for cancer, and then he came back when he was cancer-free. Given the world circumstances, he has opted, and WWE fully supports that he's going to step back for a while 
for the safety of him and his family. And we'll, uh, you know, keep you up to date. And you can follow him on Instagram. Uh, would that have been so hard? And then I think the audience are like, okay, they're not just pretending something didn't happen. I mean, it's almost the Dallas shower scene that, you know, gets referenced yeah. in a cliche way. But Dallas did more to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, so that it's it's just like Roman didn't count and he didn't exist. So it comes across as if there's animosity there or that fans are just sort of stupid and just hit the reset button each week. So I, I don't think you'd want to do a ton with Roman if it's going unless it's to give his endorsement to Braun Strowman or even better, uh, it's not brand uh, aligned, but Drew McIntyre and maybe plant a seed and have Roman put over Drew. And say, you know, he's you know he's really impressed with what he did. He's glad. And then just sort of say something in that Roman-esque way, which is, I, I hope Drew, you know, enjoys that. But post-Superstar shakeup, if I'm back or when I'm back, we might be on the same brand and we might have uh, something to talk about. I mean, I think there's a way to plant a seat for a big match in the future with those two. But mm-hmm. then I think you kind of want to move on. You don't want that Roman Reigns shadow over over Drew or Braun or whoever on SmackDown in the meantime. but I, So I guess I'm in the middle ground between a ton with Roman because he's a big star and ignoring him like they have. Oh, no, I'm not saying the guy should be on weekly via Skype or anything like that. I, I just, to me, it's it's ridiculous that this guy was built up as a WrestleMania main event match kind of, kind of a player challenging for the title, and then he just disappears. Like, that wouldn't happen in any other business. It, it's it's. It just takes the realism away. If you are a supporter of Roman Reigns or anybody else that has just kind of disappeared, and I couldn't even tell you how many people actually have because most of the people are still there. But to me, you're you're depriving yourself of setting the table for his eventual return. And whenever he does come back, I'm sure he'll get a big ovation and all of that because so many fans pay attention online. But that's just it. If so many people know the story already, what harm are you doing by telling it on your television show. That's compelling television. That's You want realism in your product. That's as real as it gets right now. If this guy would love to be there, but for health reasons, he can't be. So when you know yeah. the time comes when he's, you can check in with him again a few months down the road, if we, you know, whatever, but at least tell people this is what's going on. You will tell people when Edge had to retire or fill in the retirement. Daniel Bryan had to retire. But you won't tell people what happened to your top star. He just disappears, and it's like he never existed. It, it, it's dumb. Oh, no, it, it is. And it makes it seem like they don't mean what they say unless about their relationship and how important those wrestlers should be in your lives, unless they're making money for them at this very moment. And and I, I just don't think it's a good look for, for WWE to do that. Um, but, but I mentioned Drew McIntyre. I mean, just briefly on him, you agreed with me. Um, talk about how you think... Drew's doing so far under these circumstances as obviously less than ideal, but in a way he might be the ideal guy if you're having these circumstances to be doing this. I mean, I guess you can make a case like Steve Austin needed the crowd interaction. It wouldn't have worked. Rock might have worked. Maybe he could do solo work if he was your guy. And obviously you take Austin and Rock over Drew based on track record at this point. You hope Drew proves that he's bigger than them someday. Um, uh, But, you know, John Cena, I don't know. I mean, Drew might work better than Cena would in an empty arena setting because there's this earnestness looking at the camera that works. But Cena's good. But certainly among the rest of the roster, the timing worked out well to have decided to back Drew McIntyre as your top babyface because of the choices otherwise on the roster to be your champion on Raw, I'd pick Drew in in the situation he's in over anybody else who might have been a candidate. Yeah, he's doing really good work. Uh, I think he is one of the guys that's figured out, okay, there's no sound. How do I fill 
that that gap of sound. What can I do that normally I wouldn't be able to? Maybe the camera picks up a little bit of me talking to my opponent, but now it's going to hear every word I say. And he's selective in what he says enough that you know it, it does it never comes off as corny. Um, you know he's there's a swagger to him, there's a confidence to him. I, I really enjoy watching him on Mondays. I look forward to his segments. Now they need to stop airing them at the end of the show because nobody's watching by the time you get to the end of the show. Well, there is that. I mean, man, if there's ever a time for WWE and USA Network to say temporarily, let's drop this to two hours. I mm-hmm. mean. Boy, this would be the time. I mean, for all kinds of reasons. Or if, just, you know, pl- go ahead and play a, a, a something classic for the last hour. I mean, yeah. I, I, they're not doing raw-like numbers, but I think we're seeing with the FS1 numbers that there's an appetite for some of this. And I, I, I think it would make the show better. It would make the two, you know, people would be more likely to tune in for those two hours. The numbers would go up there. And I think a lot of people probably would keep the TV on, even if they were half-watching or completely into it. I, I think they do fine in that final hour. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net, along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Okay, uh, just jump into a new topic here. Triple H uh, in the 25th anniversary celebration on Friday. <laughs> I've talked quite a bit about it, but um, what is your take on what happened there? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, like, do you think Hunter knew everything that was going to happen before it happened? Because Shawn Michaels talked to Renee Young on Tuesday and on, on uh, WWE Backstage and sort of gave the impression, yeah, we had some material that some people decided not to do, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I wonder if it was Vince didn't tell them he was coming out. Um, I, I thought, you know, I, I'm in the minority on this, but I thought Hunter and Sean were fine. It was just kind of business as usual, what they do. Uh, they had the little skit about Sean not having a 25th anniversary celebration and all of that. I was okay with it up until that point. It was Vince. He was terrible. He's older. He just wasn't in the groove. This wasn't... The Vince McMahon, the Mr. McMahon that we know, this was a very nervous looking Vince who could, didn't seem to know what to do with his hands. He just came off like the guy who was nervous as hell about giving a speech at a wedding. 
I, I thought he was awful. I didn't think the jokes were funny. Um, and I felt bad that Triple H had to sit there and pretend to, that everything Vince was saying was hilarious. Um, Road Dog was bad. I, yeah. I didn't like that. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, everything, I thought things were fine up until it was, I, I will actually praise Stephanie. Yes, like that little, that little bit was fun. Yes. And then as soon as that was over, I think it was, that's when Road Dog and all that kicked in. But it was really Vince was just awful. And then Monday, nice list. What, what, what was the point of that? I mean, I would be curious the rationale that went into the moments. Like, who decided what the top moments were? And to me, like, it was this little thing. Like, and I'll throw back to Scorpio Sky. He said, I knew we were really catching on when we started doing The Worst City. And I'm like, what do you mean catching up? Shouldn't you be winning matches? Isn't winning yeah, matches I'm a sign you. of success? Like, at least frame it as, you know, we were, like, just say something like, we were winning a lot of matches, but people weren't noticing. And then suddenly we start doing Worst City, and all of a sudden there's all this social media buzz, and people are paying. Like, if you frame it as we earned attention but didn't get it until, I can live with that. So, with that said, how you frame what top moments are in a career should have some criteria, because that was all over the place and pretty random. And some of them were, you know, kind of cringy moments. Um, You know, there's the idea that Triple H coming out to a big pop at MSG is a bigger moment than some of his title wins is weird. So it was more like we want to 10 things that are going to bring back memories that are sort of fun to watch back that aren't the most awful thing like Katie Vick, but are sort of fun or memorable or momentous. But it wasn't framed that way. It was framed as a countdown. So Career-defining moments. Yeah. I mean, is that broad enough to, to, to be okay that they included some of the weird stuff they included? No, no. I, I still think the, the, the payoff should have been, Vince, if Vince wanted to actually be funny, number one is actual footage of the Paul Levesque and Stephanie McMahon wedding. Yeah. Now, that's a career-defining moment. I would have laughed out loud had they actually done that. Um, it, I, I also felt like it should have been because triple H was actually on SmackDown. Those moments, if you're going to do them should have been on raw to build anticipation for triple H appearing, Yeah, but they didn't really tell us he was going to appear. That whole thing was a mess too. You don't tell us that triple H is going to be there. They mentioned Uh, it on the website or, or social media a few hours before it started and it gave the impression it was going to be on the show. But they didn't hype it on SmackDown on Friday when you really would have gotten some traction from people who kind of pick and choose what shows they watch. And then when the show started, they didn't tell you they were going to do it until they started doing it. So it did feel haphazard. They need to they need to get a clue. It, it, it's my job, and I'm not spending all day long looking at their stupid Twitter page. Like, they'll announce some of these Raw matches so late in the day. Like, what is the point of this? Um, I'm not saying you don't do anything with it. But quit assuming that everyone is following your Twitter page all the time for your updates. Uh, just especially with, you know, these shows, I, I think Mondays was probably in the can. I don't think it was live. You know your lineup. Get it out there. If it's something you're excited about. And this was something for SmackDown. They knew what they were going to do. They knew Shawn Michaels was going to be there. And if you don't want to give away the, that you're going to have, if you want people to be surprises, then say Triple H and special guests and leave it at that. Um, but do something because I had no idea if he was going to be there, if it was just, you know, what this was going to be. And then when they kept saying it can, you know, it's the beginning of the celebration, I'm like, Oh God, how long is this going to go? <laughs> I know. And, and I hoped like, okay, it's just going to lead to something on the network over the weekend and, you know, tune in to see his best matches and it would end there, but to turn around and, and have the completely anticlimactic top 10 defining moments on raw without any kind of an appearance or anything just made raw look bad. 
it's it's been a weird the hype leading up to it the execution friday the execution monday it's weird is it over jason or are, i don't is, know yeah i don't either like i mean triple h has a has had a big career and i kind of thought well you know in the lead up or you know it, it, in these weeks there, we're gonna get like some video packages or some like serious you know kind of docu documentary like segments talking about him and I almost feel like what they did Friday and Monday might be it, and that was a that was a lot of hype for those Nothing. two things. And yeah, like I mean, I think Stephanie was the highlight in her acting. Um, Hunter and you know Sean weren't as bad as they can be when they get in the zany DX you know dad joke mode. But yeah, anyway, I enough time on that. Well, I guess we'll just we'll just see. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers. Money in the Bank is coming up though, and that's where WWE's focus really ought to be. Um, they have announced the women's money in the bank, the men's money in the bank, and then Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt, Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins, and Bailey defending against Tamina. There's yeah. it's a <laughs> it's a WWE Network uh, show. They don't need to get people to pay to see it. Like AEW has that challenge. They're sort of I mean they want people to keep the network, and so you need a strong pay per view lineup to do that. That's the number one selling point right now, especially with NXT no longer network exclusive, um, and not, not having takeovers uh, makes that even more the case. So I mean. To me, you know, Drew's going to beat Seth. I mean, I, I, is there any doubt, Jason, that you have that they're? Do you think they're going to just play hot potato with the title for, for all summer or something? No, I. You know, believe it or not, though, like if they had some hot payoff with with Seth talking about, um, you know, it, this it'll all come together. You'll see, and all this. If I actually thought like there's more to this Seth Rollins character, and they've got something in mind to kind of reboot his faction now that the, one of the AOP members is hurt. I, I could actually be okay with the idea of Rollins taking the title with the idea of building to McIntyre taking it back if you know you're gonna be, if you're closer to fans being present than than you know we do. Um and based on you know their relationship with the Florida governor, they clearly have a, a better idea than we do. I but I don't think they're going to. No. I, I think it's gonna be pretty cut and dry that McIntyre retains. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Uh, Braun and Bray, I'm not as sure about because Braun was sort of just thrown in there as an opponent, you know, as a replacement for for Roman Reigns as the opponent for Bray, and it's Bray, not the Fiend, so that makes me lean towards Braun. But that Braun was sort of a last second throw in, and he wasn't really pre- they, he wasn't being framed or prepared for this moment to be the champion representing the top act on Fox Network. You know, six months into their run on Fox, makes me think they want to go back to somebody they think is a hotter character. But I, I then circle back to, but it's Bray, not the Fiend. And so they'll probably get more out of it. Although, yeah. So, I mean, what, what what's your thinking on that, Jason? Yeah, I do kind of lean toward Strowman retains this time, but he didn't beat 
didn't beat the fiend and so they have to go back to that and maybe that's when the fiend and bray wyatt whatever you want to say take the title back i i don't think braun is a good choice as a long-term champion and i i guess the, you know the scary part for I, I guess everybody right now is that you just don't have that barometer of knowing what's working and i mean even when vince has a crowd there telling him something's not working if he thinks it's working he's sticking with it and now there's no, you know there's no crowd to stand in his way but you know, they, it wasn't like they had big plans for Strowman at WrestleMania anyway before uh, Roman uh, had to pull out. So, yeah, I, I do think that soon they get the belt back on Wyatt. Yeah. Is there someone else on that SmackDown roster that you'd like to see have that belt as 2020 progresses? Um, I mean, it's just when you look at the depth chart, it's scary thin um, in terms of, you know, I mean, you can tell they, they realize it to a degree because of this big Jeff Hardy push. Um, Daniel Bryan sort of said, yeah, I'm ready to wind down my full-time career. I want to be a stay-at-home dad um, and later this summer, and then I, I want to be part-time. That could also be a contractual leverage move, and, you know, good for him if it is. That's how yeah. the game is played. Um, but if you're WWE, they're like, oh, God, you know, I mean, they got behind Bryan but, and turned a babyface again. But, I mean, when you look at the babyface lineup, that's it. You're not going to give Elias the belt or Drew Gulak the belt or Ali the belt or Shorty Gable the belt. And now you're looking at a member of New Day or a member of the Usos or Otis. I mean, that is the depth chart. There's so few options. I almost think you just give it to Bray and keep it on him because it's not like there's a great heel option either because it's Sheamus or Sami Zayn or Dolph Ziggler or King Corbin. And then you get to tag teams like Nakamura and Cesaro or Miz and Morrison. I mean, it's a scary thin rock. You know, everyone's, oh, people aren't watching because there's no crowd. How about people aren't watching because there's no... Brock Lesnar or John Cena or Ronda Rousey or Tyson Fury, for that matter. All the special attractions are gone. Edge and Randy Orton have been missing um, after dominating TV time. Uh, AJ Styles is is missing. I mean, I think part of the drop in ratings, it would have been dropping even if there were crowds with, with the star power and depth that they have right now. I agree. Yeah, I, SmackDown is uh, not a good roster by any means. And I, I do have a fear that... They're building toward King Corbin taking money in the bank and eventually becoming champion, and I, that just makes me cringe. It's kind of I the would... JBL, you know, JBL became a champion, and people were like, really? And then he had a long run, and they just went with it. But that's when SmackDown was the B show. Well, and I could honestly live, you know, with Corbin, just give up on this stupid King gimmick. Oh, I, I think the guy has a lot of talent, and that is just holding him back at this point. And so I, I hope they'll do a King of the Ring just to move it to somebody else so we can be done with this. I would I, – I think it's time to call up Keith Lee. It, the, yeah. the circumstances aren't ideal, obviously. You'd like to have a crowd there to react to him. But they need star power. I, I think you know, he's the NXT North American champion, which is like, okay, whatever. It's something. It just doesn't feel – it feels a bit beneath his level of popularity. And, and we've seen it. With him in front of those main roster crowds and those brief appearances, people really react to him. And so I would uh, pull the trigger on that. I'd get the North American title off him, move him into SmackDown, and kind of tell the story of him climbing the ranks on SmackDown. You know, build and slowly build him up, and and really go with this guy um, when the time is right. So I mean, but in the short term, I don't. I mean, there's nobody else that really jumps out to me as. Uh, because like I say, with Daniel Bryan, you know, making so much noise about wanting to slow down and, and uh, uh, with his wife uh, uh, ready to give birth and he's going to take a leave for that. I, you know, he doesn't strike me as a, a realistic candidate. So 
yeah, I, I think, um, ooh, I, I don't know what you do. I, I guess you do go back to Wyatt for the time being. Maybe you, I don't know how close uh, Xavier Woods is to coming back, but maybe you get back in the Kofi Kingston business, at least enough to make him a good two, three-month challenger for the uh, the championship. But, yeah, there's there's just not a lot of options there. SmackDown is a lousy brand. When you look at this viewership, if it keeps going down, and Raw stabilized this week, and SmackDown has been, you know, it, it dropped below $2 million in the third hour, but the NFL draft, I think, was a sig- significant factor, right, Jason? Yes. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. So Raw stabilized, actually went up a tiny bit, two hundred of a point, statistically and significantly, but technically it did. So I, I think the SmackDown ratings this week is going to be one of the bigger stories uh, going into the summer, or, you know, going into May, for that matter, because drawing... 2.005 million viewers in the final number on average for two hours and having that second hour drop below it with a rating of 1.24. Now, compare that to the equivalent rating on USA Network one year ago this past Friday, or it would have been Tuesday, 1.29. That number dipped below the year ago number, and they're on Fox with... However, what, I, I can't remember the increase, 15, 20% more viewers. Uh, I don't have the number at my... I don't call it the exact number, but a lot more people can watch. So their number is down from a year ago, despite all of the hype on the NFL games and during the World Series and the fact that they're on Fox. Um, so they've lost any gains they had. And I know Vince tried to spin it last Thursday. You know, Raw's down, but oh, SmackDown's up. Um, or Raw's, what'd he say? Raw's flat, SmackDown. SmackDown's I, I, flat, I, Raw's I, down. Yeah, I think Raw or SmackDown is flat. There's been virtually no change, and and Raw is a little down. And he sold that as a positive, and it's like, yeah, but you're on Fox, and you have a bigger audience. And I mean, you know, you can frame and spin the numbers in a reasonably. You can look someone with. He can say that with a straight face and know he's telling the truth, while hiding the fact that it's it's a highly deceptive statistic because they were expecting to do way more on Fox than on USA. They had a big disruptor that was supposed to increase viewership, and it isn't. But nevertheless. Um, I think if the number goes down again and both hours are like, you know, 1.8 million each, I think Vince has to think about either merging the rosters or doing a superstar shakeup or or so, some combination of that. Like you say, you know, some call-ups. And I just don't think you can do a sustain a SmackDown show with the roster that they have unless they can stabilize around 2 million and just hope to get through this period in Fox's understanding. If they keep losing viewers, I, I think you want to give the impression something new and exciting is happening by calling up Adam Cole and Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream. And the problem is now that they're on NXT and you can see them on Wednesdays, they're on a show where Vince is going, well, they're only drawing 600 some thousand. Why, why would I consider them big stars? And that's a bad thing too, that NXT has gone from this place where these, this next generation of stars are going to come up and, and, and suddenly be superstars. And instead they're in a way defined down by just simply being in the mix on the third brand. Yeah, now we're, I, I think more and more people have, have moved into the mode that I think a lot of us have been in for a while. Certain people you hope get called up to the main roster. Most of NXT, you hope they stay put because Vince is just going to run them into the ground anyway. And, I, you know, so much of this is, it just comes down to there, everyone in wrestling at some to some degree, some worse than others, just haven't adapted all that well. Um, I, I think AEW is doing the best job when it comes to adapting to the, the the circumstances some of it is having people at ringside and just but just overall i think that their shows have been fun wwe's are just very straightforward there's not a lot of creativity here 
Um, there's, you know, again, you're not acknowledging any real world circumstances. So if there's nothing, if you're not doing anything uh, to me, I mean, that's a, a, another little advantage to that is, Hey, you know, what are they going to say about this this week? Who's going to be talking about it this week? I'm not saying you exploit the, the situation. I'm just saying you be real about it and give people a reason to tune into your show um, because you are relating in some way to it. Like if John Cena was there, he'd be the perfect guy to deliver an uplifting message about the, about the times. Nobody's doing that. I think Drew McIntyre has hinted at it. I think he's perfectly capable of doing it. Um, do it. Uh, but I, their shows are very dull. The NFL draft set records. The NFL yeah. draft to most people is very dull. <laughs> Even yeah. as a as a football fan, you know, I enjoy it, but I can I totally get why people would find this to be dull. But they were able to break records. Uh, you know, there's streaming. Look at the Tiger King success. Why they they need to be honest with themselves. Everybody that's, that's putting on a show and say, why aren't we doing this? Well, you know, what is it? The options are are limited to some degree. Why are we failing? And, and I just I don't know that they're asking themselves these questions because, again, Raw and SmackDown especially, they just look the same every week to me. Yeah, they have a defeatist attitude. I think about it. I always, you know, there's a certain caveat or mitigation to being too critical um, because I know it's special circumstances and they're trying to keep people safe. And obviously a bunch of wrestlers are choosing are choosing not to fly in or don't want to fly in or can't fly in. Um, so all of that, I still think even with those, you know, tighter parameters, they, they could be doing a, more, a better and more creative job. And they're just not even really trying that hard. I mean... Say what you will about NXT and say the the um, the, the game show with Matt Riddle Loved that they it. did. What's that? I'm in the minority. Loved it. Oh, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it too. But but I know it's a polarizing type thing. And so you know if whatever side you're on on it, um, you it's it's NXT trying something different and and filling time in a way where you're not going well. Boy, there's no crowd there. Although when you tell jokes and there's not laughing, that is a challenge. You know, what I mean, like not having. Um, a crowd to react to humor. And that was one of the, you know, tough parts about what happened to Triple H on SmackDown last Friday. But it didn't over. I don't think it overstayed its welcome. Byron Saxon's perfect no. in that role. And, you know, I mean, well, let me ask you this. What do you think of how they're kind of going all in on Matt Riddle being this kind of stoner, dopey, lovable character who is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even, how would you, I don't even know how to frame him, but what do you think about what they're doing with him? Is it, entertaining but defining him down or is it kind of what you have to do because it's who he is i think you know i think it's okay for now he's, he's in a tag team he's managed to i mean because face let's face pete dunn as a baby face was pretty dull I, I still think pete dunn is better off as a heel yeah um and and then Thatcher, he was kind of tucker to otis you know he was sort of playing the straight man just yeah. looking at matt going i barely tolerate you but go ahead with what you're saying yeah yeah, no, they've they've inserted both Thatcher and Dunn into that role, and it's worked well. You know, yep. they, it's they have limitations as you know, dynamic. They, they're not dynamic personalities, and so they're casting them in a way where that actually works. The fact that they don't, so I like that, and so I think with Riddle, you can have some fun right now, but you just can't get to a point where he becomes a joke. I, I don't feel like we're we're there, and so when the time comes to kind of unleash him as a singles act, ideally at some point. Uh, you just have to make sure you haven't damaged him. And, and so far, so good. I think he's been very entertaining, and I, I think he's winning a lot of people over slowly but surely with this, you know, that, that weren't on board before. And there's obviously a lot of people who know him from the indies and everything else that loved him. But um, I, I, I look forward to his segments every week. They're not all going to hit, 
But um, the, most of them do. I, I've been pretty damn entertained by it. And yeah, Byron Saxton has found his calling. This is what <laughs> Byron Saxton should be doing with his life. I, I know. I know. Um, uh, I mean, I, I do listen to everything Riddle says. And I crack up. And I don't even really feel guilty cracking up. I mean, I think that he's genuinely who we're seeing i mean it's it's amplified a little bit but there's a gen, a core genuineness to what he's doing and they're just embracing it and you know you, you, we look at what they're doing with Kenny Omega and you know team with Matt Hardy next week and the Michael Nakazawa thing which was very weird i, I you know i don't know if AEW is going to embrace who Kenny is if they even have figured it out yet but with Matt Riddle NXT has and I think that's a character that a certain segment of the audience, and I think a potentially broad segment of the audience, is going to attach itself to. You never know who the big, next big star is going to be. Who thought Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart would be followed up by Stone Cold Steve Austin, a beer-drinking, middle-finger, gesturing, uh, Texan with an accent, wearing a black vest and black boots and black trunks, with everything Vince McMahon had shown, he was all about leading up to it. We bring smiles to people's faces, and it's wholesome family entertainment. You never know. So this thing could catch on. And sometimes you just roll the dice and go all in with somebody. And Riddle's talented enough in other ways um, in terms of being in the ring. You just want to make sure that there's some room to be a main event act in that, because I think he has that in him otherwise. Yeah, and, and hey, now's the right time for the stoner humor. You know, when they were down on Rob Van Dam, and they, you know, they you might get the nobody flies higher than or whatever the yeah, line was. Yeah. For, you'd get that, and that was about it. I mean, look, I, I still believe when all is said and done, coming out of the the pandemic, almost every, if not every, state is going to legalize marijuana. I, I think mean, they're going to require it. Yeah, I think they're going <laughs> to require people buy marijuana and smoke it. <laughs> they may need to. I know. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's although just the paranoia, not the, the paranoia aspect, Jason, could actually be a bad thing. We shouldn't joke. Um, I think even Bill Mars like I can't even take edibles anymore because I get I get too paranoid. I, I, I guess I haven't experienced that issue, Bill Maher. <laughs> All right. But no, I, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not taboo anymore. Yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. have some fun with this. And I, I don't know that Vince is going to feel comfortable doing that. On his raw, on Raw or SmackDown, I do wonder: is anyone showing this to Vince? Does, when, I, when I see Riddles <laughs> and all the stoner humor, I'm just like, does Vince know about this? Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, as far as I know, Vince is still hands off. I mean, I, you know, I haven't been. I'm not worried about Charlotte at this point. You know, I think I think Charlotte's being portrayed strong, but not in a way that makes me think Vince. It's that she's Vince's project, and he's you know. Forcing right. certain things on NXT, and I know it's still it's a reasonable concern to have, but I don't I don't see warning signs of it. So yeah, yeah I mean, there's this... another one by the way. Yeah. Speaking of Charlotte, okay, we I, Rhea Ripley reportedly has a visa issue. Why are we not hearing from her? There's this thing called Skype, guys. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it is. It's 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 if we can't utilize them, then they just don't exist, and it's a weird it's a weird I think uh, outmoded policy to have right now. I think you gotta have some rules you 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 question right now. Um, that that might have been normal rules before, including you know how they shoot matches and how they shoot interviews and how they shoot ring entrances. I mean, I just think you have to rethink everything, and you, you can go right back to what you know, what you are sure, have certitude is correct. Um, once you get back into the uh, into the, the arenas with a lot of fans, but until then, um, just don't have rules. You know, I mean, really, don't have rules. Uh, and be yeah. smart enough to to start like a, a some sort of an online auction. So that when all is said and done, if somebody wants to, 
they can acquire that stupid performance center ceiling fan and beat it to shreds <laughs> and you'll show the video on the first raw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think a lot of things we've been uh, talking about. I know there's something jumping off the page that I wanted to bring up on, on the NXT front, but let's go. Actually, I want to go. Uh, we're just kind of floating all over the place. It's fine. Um, well, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I do have one quick question for you. So Damian Priest loses yeah. to Keith Lee. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that they're freeing him up now? I mean, we, we talked last time roster. about McIntyre needing bigger opponents. Yeah, and, I like and that. And he would certainly fit that bill. I like that. I, I actually think of the guys on NXT, the one who can just walk on and sort of be the Lance Archer for Raw or SmackDown, um, a guy who just commands, uh, has a certain presence and commands your attention. Um, Keith, I mean, that voice on on uh lance archer you know that backstage vignette it's just like it's like loki you know you know i mean you expect it coming out of him i guess not loki loki was always a surprise like whoa deep voice small man um and it felt almost phony and put on archer or i mean lance archer um who am i talking about uh damien priest thank you <laughs> yes damien priest <laughs> has that has that uh that that just that voice that just commands your attention and you know sean michaels was taught i think was it sean michaels or christian who was talking about uh, on the uh, 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 um, backstage show on Tuesday about how there's certain people who just work out better on the main roster. And and they work out better on the main roster than they do uh, in NXT. And I do think, you know, kind of like Baron Corbin, um, mm-hmm. that that he's, he's going to, Damian Priest is going to be one of those guys. I do too, yeah. I, I think there's something there. And he's not... A young guy, so you know, I, I kind of I think he's roughly the same age as Keith Lee, and I'm kind of like, guys, get to it, get them up there. It's yeah. time. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think that's good, and I mean, I think you could build him up pretty quickly to be um, a heel opponent for for Drew McIntyre, and and sometimes you want to just strike early with someone and not play the long game where you have to go through the process and earn people's trust. I know there's people in NXT really high on Damian Priest. They like his attitude. They like his his progress, and, and they think there's something there. So he's not, I don't think, fighting an uphill battle in terms of being seen as a guy who might get shot to the top. So I think that's that's a definite, uh, that's definitely something you should be on people's radar as a possibility. And it might be good for him to, without seeing the gimmick definitively, yeah, maybe it's a good idea to have him on Raw when you're going to have Killer Cross doing, you know, maybe something similar. I'm not sure exactly what they're going for with him. True. No, that's a good point. Yep. When you become a VIP member, one of the perks we don't talk a lot about are the back issues. Every week we drop another 20 years ago back issue on our VIP website, and you can read it in PDF and all text format. In early 2000, it was a fascinating time. That's when the radicals jumped from WCW to the WWF. You can read all the behind the scenes details as that story developed week after week. Also, the launch of the XFL. What was my take on that story and the debut of the new league, plus some analysis of the early ratings. Also, my exclusive feature-length one-on-one interview with The Rock Dwayne Johnson, the longest insider interview he has ever done with a journalist. Check that out with a VIP membership. Also, my roster evaluations with depth charts for WCW, WWE, and ECW as the year 2000 kicked off, plus the latest controversies behind the scenes in WCW, including a cover story on how Hulk Hogan was damaging morale, fascinating behind-the-scenes details on what was going on. Again, contemporaneous, well-sourced, detailed reporting on so many behind-the-scenes happenings in WCW, 
and the WWF at that time. So go VIP and check out those stories right now. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. That's PWTorch.com slash go VIP. A new back issue from the year 2000 drops on its 20th anniversary every weekend. What have you thought of the Drake Maverick story and, and where do you think it's going? Do you think his release was fake? I don't know if they, it's a dumbass decision to release this guy. I have to say that there, a lot of the cuts made sense. You know, you, you feel bad for everybody, but that was a name where it's like, what are you guys doing? You have so much versatility with him. He can be the butt of the joke heel. He can be a, a strong pest heel. He can be a, a just, I mean, just the, the manservant role that he played in, in TNA was, was so, he was so good in that. He can be a great underdog babyface. There's just so many things this guy can do. And then you have all these guys that are really good in the ring, in the cruiserweight division, that just either don't have a personality or no one's tapped into it, and you're keeping them. So it was a dumb decision to release him if it's legitimate. I don't have the issue that a lot of people do, just finding it crass to do what they're doing. I like realism in wrestling. A lot of people do. And so you're playing on this storyline. I'm you know, I'm just sitting there staring at the TV now for both of his matches that we've seen so far, and I'm looking forward to the next one to see where this goes. So I, I think it's been good, and I, if they really were planning to release him, they need to change their minds and do it quick. This guy's talented. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed the Cruiserweight tournament. I think of the yeah, thing— me I too. Mean, I think AEW and NXT have done a really good job framing some matches that otherwise wouldn't mean anything— and getting me to care about matches I would not have cared about, even in a tournament format, unless they actually had some booking depth. There's a granular depth to the stories that they're telling. The, the round-robin format in, uh, in NXT is working because you're getting to see one person against three other people in one bracket. And so there's that dynamic of if it's not single elimination. And then AW, I just think it's great credit, too, for making me care and, and about... Um, the different possibilities. I think they could have done a better job building up Dustin as a possible winner against Archer and selling us for at least the hour and a half in between the, the first and last match last night. The idea, what if Dustin wins? They had a classic. What, what, you know, what would it do to their relationship as brothers if, if, if Dustin beat Cody and took away his dream of becoming champion? But how would Dustin react? Uh, he already put his career on the line if he ended up facing Cody. There wasn't any of that discussion, and I think that would have helped add a little suspense to the main event if they had at least had parallel stories going for each possible scenario. But that's about my only critique. Otherwise, I think both companies, both shows, have made me care about these tournaments. And the Cruiserweight tournament, I mean, it's not just the Matt Riddle thing. I mean, Shane, uh, not Shane Thorne, uh, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, excuse me. He uh, His post-match promo was solid, you know? Um, and I didn't like it's going to be Swerve's house when I win the title. I mean, I kind of would like just let's stay away from overdoing on the catchphrases but they, they've made does me anyone understand what swerve means anyway I, I don't maybe maybe i'm just oblivious um no i don't i didn't get it when he was shane swerve strickland and, and i still don't get it now yeah it's it feels like some inside clubhouse joke so yeah i mean uh and was it jake atlas is that the new guy um yeah. who interacted with with drake maverick and i'm I, he's he's just seemed like you know a guy who's like i want to make an impact and bright-eyed and and ambitious and look good solid enough so i mean i just on some level they made me care about all these matches it doesn't feel like some 205 live filler and i'm excited to see where things go with el hio del fantasma and, yep. and i can't wait until he unmasks and changes his name so i never have to say el hio del fantasma again <laughs> um 
it does see you know i think john moore's been all over that and i don't know if he's alone with this it may be a, a, a pretty popular opinion but um he reviews nxt for prowrestling.net and he He's convinced me basically that, that these attacks by the masked luchadors who come off like the the dark order of NXT, yeah, um, that he Phantasm is actually behind it, uh-huh. and part of the motivation. I mean, because he speaks English, yeah, and he lost his mask in Mexico. Now the mask thing. I mean, we've you know Rey Mysterio's wearing his mask and he's lost it before, but it could be quite the fun reveal if it turns out he is the leader of this. He removes the mask and he speaks perfect English. I, I think that <laughs> would be quite the moment. So I, I hope it's going in that direction. And then we can review the footage and see that all the pull, all the punches were pulled. <laughs> yeah, that part's a little strange. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know that that's where they're going, but um, I, I really have enjoyed watching him so far. I didn't have very. I mean, it's just like uh, it's the cruiserweight title and it's WWE. Yeah, there's a lot of talented individuals there. I, I didn't expect to enjoy the round robin part of it as much as I have. I hope they'll get into. They probably won't, but a little bit more of the sports-like call that you get during the G1 tournament from Kevin Kelly and company. I, I don't expect them to go to that level with things, but when I'm watching at home and I'm seeing, okay, um, Drake Maverick, because he won this match, needs so-and-so, and I can't even remember off the top of my head now, needs so-and-so to lose to have any order. I guess Jake Atlas has to lose his next two matches because the tiebreaker comes down to head-to-head, and, and I just don't think they're going to give us that. They're just going to act like, you know, it's anybody's to win still, even though, like, everything is pointing to, no, it, this has to happen and that has to happen, and it should be obvious to you as the commentator, but they make them play dumb so often. Yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. I want to uh, ask you about Dexter Loomis and if you're thumbs up or thumbs down on his increased TV time and, and how they're portraying him. Thumbs up so far. I, I like the character. I, I, I liked it when he was uh, Sam Shaw in Impact, and then it just went off the rails. But, you know, early on, it was like, this is intriguing. This is different. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. And, and they didn't have the right vision for it. I'm hoping NXT does. And I don't even know what that right vision would be. I'll know it when I see it. But uh, so far, I mean, he's got it down. Just that, that <laughs> stare. Yes. And I, the, the, I think it was his first squash match. It may have been last week or the week before. I hated that he applied his finisher, which is the right finisher for this guy, too. Um, but then as soon as the referee called for the bell, he just released it like anybody would. I'm like, no, he's a sociopath. Winning shouldn't just be enough for this guy. Hold it on longer. And so I was waiting to see, okay, they're going to take a different approach this time. They didn't do that. He released it right away. But then he put the guy's head in his lap and started caressing his hair. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. I love this. <laughs> totally. Yes, and I, I, I'm on board, too. I want to see where they go with this. Uh, coming out to just be the miss, the, the replacement partner last week, I thought it was just kind of, like, hilarious. And we, I, I kind of wish we got some follow-up, like an attempt um, by somebody to explain how, like, how that happened, what it meant, um, that he just came out and was willing to be a partner. And, like, so th- th- I don't think there was follow-up this week, was there? Like, no. Uh, yeah, so th- the little little bit, you know, that that's, like, is he... Can we at least try to get a comment from him explaining why he did that? Was he just, did he, because he knew what he was doing. You know, he even grabbed the tag rope once the referee told him to. So, I don't know. Um, No, I'm on board. I think it's fun. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the U.S., Japan, Europe, or Mexico. 
There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise! How about uh, the new Candice Array look? And the, and the whole dynamic now with Gargano and Lorray together as heels. I, you know, so far I, I think she jumps out at me more as like, oh yeah, this is this is new, and and she's a heel more so than Johnny. I, I think it's going to be easier for her than I thought it would be to catch on as a heel, where I think he's still a work in progress in this role. I, I think it's it's hard to tell without the crowd being there, of course, and who knows how different things would be if he would be able to play off the fans if they were there. But no, I, I thought she. Had the look down. The scowl was good. I think she's actually slotted very well. This is this is going better than I expected it to for her. Yeah, I, I like the entrance theme and yeah. the, new, the new ring gear, uh, the outfit, the hair. Um, I thought Gargano And, and their was, dinner looked really good last week. It did. Yeah, I don't want to think about that because I barely ate today. Um, <laughs> and the uh, I, I think, you know, Gargano kind of playing a little Leo Rush to her Bobby Lashley on the mic. Um, just to be kind of obnoxious as she comes out yeah. and, and the celebration and the way that they played off each other afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's an act that has, has real potential. Um, I want to ask about uh, Velveteen dream. He's getting the title shot against Adam Cole next week is what do you think about the, the pictures he sent and claiming they were unauthorized and stolen and all that is, is, do you think NXT is going to just have Cole beat him, beat him clean and kind of get, you know, figure this out off to the side afterwards, or is him getting this title shot and not diverting from it a sign that they actually believe that what he did isn't, isn't, uh, proven enough to, de- to, 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 to pull back on his push and that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even quite know what their I don't know what their take should be because I don't have all the information and so it's hard to judge their decision making but what's your take on on having them in that match next week and still scheduling it yeah you know it it hasn't really blown up that I've seen have I missed anything where like you know the TMZs the world are going after it so I mean I I think they're okay but you know obviously you want to make sure the guy's playing with a full deck and 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 all of that I think we I mean we needed to get to this match eventually anyway and I guess it's going to be very telling. You know, if Adam Cole just pins him clean in short order, then I, I guess we know where their minds are at with him. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, it's it's a mess. But something, you know, Seth Rollins did something back in the day, and and you know, that's kind of been forgotten, and and people have moved on from that. So I think Dream will, unless he did this knowingly. If he if he's telling the truth, then yeah, you know, things will be fine. If he's not, and, they, and and there's other history, you know, behind the scenes, not necessarily for, with that sort of thing, but just behavioral or something, then I, I could see this being held against him for sure. Even if it, this might be, if if you've been down on the guy because of his attitude, and I'm not even saying I've heard anything, I'm just saying that you know if you're down on him for any reason, well, this is another log on the fire, even if it was unintentional. Now, if this weren't happening, would he be somebody on your call up list? 
for Raw or SmackDown to kind of freshen things up along with, say, a Damian Priest and a Keith Lee? No, not right now. Um, it, it's weird. You know, it, I think he's a guy that is really suffering in this environment without fans being there. Yeah. I don't – I'm just not enjoying Velveteen Dream the way I, I usually do. And the, his booking's and, been weird too. I mean, he's yeah. been – the whole Roderick Strong thing was – it felt heavy-handed and I, it made me sympathetic to Roderick Strong. And I'm kind of – I if there was a crowd, I think Cole would be cheered and Dream would be booed next week. Maybe. Yeah, I, maybe you turn him heel because I, I just yeah. don't think he's he's not the same right now. And and yeah. it's hard to say that without the crowd being there. Maybe if they were, we'd well they, they're still really into him. But I, I just know watching at home, I, I don't feel the same way about the guy. Walk and, and and I don't think it would get better for him on the main roster with Vince. And you know if he turns out to be a John Jones type, this prodigy who people are like, oh, he's going to be a big star, and it just turns out he doesn't have the maturity and he's a flake and he just can't really get to that next level and he keeps getting extra chances because he's got some extra, you know, ingredient that you look for with, with, you know, breakout stars. It's going to be a bummer because there's something to that act. Uh, the, you know, a little bit of Prince, a little bit of gold dust, a little bit of macho man, Randy Savage, all, all blended together. Uh, it's going to be a bummer if, if he doesn't have in real life, what it takes to maximize what could be, uh, a, a generation, uh, not, I won't say once in a generation, but one of those generational characters that become almost crossover icons. And that potential is there. And if he, if he blows it or is, is, is on his second strike already or on three and he's getting an extra one because of who he is, um, man, it's going to be a bummer. Yeah, no, it will. I, there, he does have tremendous upside. I, I guess one disappointing thing though, and I know you missed some time due to injury. Do you feel like he's, made great improvement over the last couple of years. I mean, it just kind of, when everybody was calling for him because he was so popular with the NXT crowd to be called up, it's like, no, he needs more seasoning. And when I watch the guy, I still feel like, no, he needs more seasoning. I think he's a guy who needs to work in front of a crowd. I mean, I think one of the biggest drawbacks isn't the veterans who, you know, are finding a way to make this work as best they can, but the characters that feed off the crowd. And I think Dream you know, really fed off the crowd. I, I know, you know, Tom Stout would talk about being at the tapings when NXT would do pre-tapes for NXT TV, and Dream would often mess up his lines, and they'd have to splice together and edit, and he'd stop and start and all of that. And, and so... Sounds like me doing a podcast. <laughs> so I think there's been signs along the way that he just might not be able to handle the pressure of improving and then now adjusting without a crowd and then the pressure of being on the main roster is are there are there ultimately going to be maturity issues with him or professionalism issues with him or just aptitude in terms of improving like you're pointing out i think he's had enough good showings in the ring i'm not super concerned about that i'm in, i'm intrigued by what Vince McMahon would do with him if he like fell in love with the act um and and it was in a big a big stage setting I remember, you know, when Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura were in NXT, I was like, I just can't wait to see these taken to the big stage and the big arenas with the ring entrance. And yeah. and so there's something about Dream imagining him coming out in that environment on a regular basis that still intrigues me. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not saying buy stock on with Velveteen Dream right now. I think there's too many question marks. But you know, I'm not saying cut him or you know give up on him. But I have more questions now than you know six eight months ago. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Harley, remember the 
days when women's wrestling matches were relegated to the mid-card dumping ground and treated like a glorified intermission? You mean the era when it was only men in the top spots in the main events, getting the biggest matches every night? Yeah. Hmm. Vaguely. Seriously, while we might have a long way to go, we really have come a long way, baby. And that's why we started Grit and Glitter, a podcast covering the best in the world of women's wrestling. From the horsewomen of WWE to the goddesses of stardom and everyone in between. Each Tuesday, Emily, myself, and our team of guest correspondents talk the best matches and the biggest news in women's wrestling. Plus, interviews, deep dives, and discussions about everything from media representation to gear to women in behind-the-scenes roles. Just search PW Torch in the podcast app of your choice to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Okay, uh, back to Money in the Bank for a moment. We talked about the the two world title matches. Uh, Bailey Tamina, I assume Bailey retains, and I don't know if there's a lot to say beyond that. Um, but then we have the women's and men's Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, they have written out uh, Apollo Cruz now due to knee injury, so that kind of I think explains the finish. I think they realized they maybe needed another heel in that match because it's so babyface heavy, and so now they've got two heels in Ziggler and Corbin, and then babyfaces Otis Black, Rey Mysterio. And Brian with one slot to be determined on Friday. So I guess if Otis is in there, you're still at a four to, let's see, one, two, three, four to two ratio. But don't they always put Dolph Ziggler in Money in the Bank matches? I think so. I think yeah. Always, yeah. It, it, it might be him instead. Well, oh, Otis or Ziggler. Yeah, I guess I said Otis and Ziggler. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, so if they put Ziggler in, then they're at two heels to three faces, and then they can have the replacement on Raw for Cruz end up being a heel. Um, I haven't thought a lot about it, but if they have a heel replacement for Money in the Bank, could you imagine it being AJ Styles and they he's running around with the Money in the Bank? Or would you rather have somebody like Murphy or... Angel Garza or Austin Theory, who have more upside, you know, more to gain from it. Do you even try to throw Lashley into that mix? Or, God, Jinder Mahal? <laughs> um, that's my fear right there. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. I, I have no desire to see it, but I, I, I fear that it could happen. I, I also throw out Randy Orton. I, I wonder if this has hmm. been planned all along, where it's not, I, I oh, they, yeah. they changed their mind about uh, Apollo. It's just they didn't, you know, didn't have whoever they wanted to be in there present at the tapings and they also wanted to have the benefit of another qualifying match because those are you know those matches have stakes and that's the challenge that lies ahead for both AEW and WWE is that okay these tournaments they've given you some matches that that have added some stakes on television and once the tournament plays out which you know it has as far as AEW is concerned at least as far as TV goes and with WWE you get Friday and Monday of qualifying matches and then they're done. Now what do you do? Now you have three hours with a bunch of matches that don't have those those stakes, where, the, where at least the matches feel like they have some level of importance. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess I lean AJ that this might be his way back into the picture. Uh, try to give him a big boost right out of the gate. But I fear Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Um, as far as those who are already announced um, and we know are in it, any or, or I guess Dolphin Otis, we can include in the conversation. I mean... I don't see Daniel Bryan winning. 
uh, especially mm-hmm. with Drew as champion. I don't see Ray winning, despite the story. I need to win this. I mean, I guess he could cash in on the U.S. champion, but it doesn't feel like a big moment for Ray, and they don't really do that. Um, Alistair Black intrigues me, but I, I think it's a better gimmick for heel. So, yeah, I mean, Corbin Ziggler or <laughs> Jinder Mahal, three heels are more likely than any of the three baby faces. But Alistair Black, of the babyfaces, is the one who I think they could do something with. Ray and Daniel don't make sense. But Corbin Ziggler or or uh, Jinder, um, all are possibilities, and I'm not excited about any of them. Yeah, no, and I'm not excited about Corbin either. And Black, you know, is, yes, he's a babyface now. Would he really have to change anything to be a heel with? Uh, not really, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so yeah. if they wanted to go in that direction, they could. Yeah, yep, they could. All right, cool. Uh, Jason, we can wrap up there. It's kind of a, a was a less organized and structured uh, free flowing conversation, but I think we hit on on the uh, variety of the major events for the past week. Well, we got to the big one at the end there. I was really worried we we're going to you know not get to the news of the week with Jinder Mahal's return. So I, know, I, I, yes. I, I feel satisfied now. Absolutely. All right, so that'll do it for us. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at the Wade Keller. You can follow our brand at PW Torch. As Jason mentioned earlier, his Twitter account is at ProWrestlingNet. And check out his website, ProWrestling.net. Until tomorrow with the SmackDown Post Show over on the Red Brand, this is Wade Keller thanking you and signing off. Now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside, and that's why they ship directly to you, so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I love Harry's razors because of the fit and finish of the razor blade. For me, I don't like putting a cheap plastic blade or a heavy blade that's off balance up against my face when I'm shaving. Harry's has that perfect fit and finish, that balance and that sense of quality and that sense of safety along with a great shave. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash dailycast. That's harrys.com slash dailycast. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription. Your choice. And you can feel good about your purchase. There's a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a full refund. And 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. So listeners of our show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash dailycast. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to harrys.com slash dailycast to start shaving better today. That's harrys.com slash dailycast to get a free Harry's trial set. And I love the packaging it comes in, too. When I tout VIP membership to you, the listener, I often talk about the current podcasts, that there are VIP-exclusive podcasts like The Fix with Todd Martin, The Wade Keller Daily Hotline, The Post-Pay-Per-View Roundtables, The Bruce Mitchell Audio Show, Alan Cunahan's Progress Paradise, and many, many more. Uh, Also, I talk about how these shows are ad-free. 
the ads and plugs are edited out. Something I don't talk a lot about are the 20 years ago back issues that we post every week. The year 2000 was fascinating. If you go VIP now, you can catch up on the first few months of those 20 years ago back issues as soon as you become a VIP member. The January 1st, 2000 back issue headlines with a triple length torch talk with The Rock, my exclusive one-on-one Q&A with The Rock, talking about his career and some uh, comments that raised some eyebrows. Do you see what I did there? Also, uh, the next week, it was uh, Terry Funk being named commissioner of WCW. That was a cover story, plus a ton of behind-the-scenes happenings in WCW, including Goldberg's injury and the planned returns of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Then the January 15th, 2000 cover story featured Steve Austin switching doctors right before major neck surgery. The January 22nd, 2000 edition featured a cover story of a week of major changes in WCW, including Vince Russo being demoted, Chris Benoit winning the world title, and then being stripped of it, and requests by a number of wrestlers to be released from their contracts. And then after that, we detailed the following week on the January 29th cover story, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn heading to the WWF. Then the February 5th, 2000 issue features... Eddie Guerrero suffering a serious injury in his first WWE match and details of the debut of the Radicals plus the Mae Young nudity controversy. Let's see what I had to say about that. Also, that featured my annual in-depth WCW roster depth chart. The February 12th issue featured a cover story on the launch of the XFL and how it was following ECW's approach plus my annual ECW roster ranking and the annual Most Influential list, who had the most power behind the scenes in professional wrestling. Then a cover story on how WCW blew an opportunity to win over new fans with the unopposed Nitro when Raw was preempted. That was the February 19th, 2000 cover story. Also details in the Newswire on Scott Hall's conduct overseas and Shane Douglas being fired. The February 26, 2000 issue features a cover story on Hulk Hogan as WCW's morale buster. We took you behind the scenes with sourced reporting on what Hogan was doing behind the scenes to really bring down morale in WCW. Also, my editorial examining Vince McMahon's critical comments aimed at Mick Foley's wife. That just covers January and February. Every week, a new back issue from 20 years ago is posted. So go VIP and read fascinating, authoritative, well-sourced, behind-the-scenes details on professional wrestling and hard-hitting editorials on the controversies of the day. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip. That's pwtorch.com slash govip and dive into our archives. There are over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter with PDFs and all text versions. So you want to read it on your phone, your tablet, your laptop. There's a format that works for you. So that's pwtorch.com slash govip. Rates start as low as $9.99 for one month or $8 and change if you get a one-year subscription. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. 
He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at PWTorchDailyCast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, PWTorchDailyCast.com. When you download and listen to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows, we get right into the analysis of what happened. If you want to get a foundation of what happened if you didn't watch the show or a sneak peek at what I thought of the show, check out PWTorch.com where I cover Raw, AEW, or NXT, and SmackDown on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. I'm updating my reports every few minutes during the program, so whether you're watching or not, Check out PWTorch.com and hit refresh during the shows or catch up after the shows are completed. Same thing, by the way, for WWE pay-per-views. That's PWTorch.com. Read the results, full details of what happened, and my analysis of the segments in the show. That's PWTorch.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.